Thanks for tuning in. This is Tyler. What up? This is Zach. This is the No Structure Podcast. No Structure. Yes, sir. Episode 72 of the No Structure Podcast. We are yeah. here. 72. Uh, yeah, we're about to hop into he- hot headlines, but we wanted to kind of cover what's going on within the Asian community right now. Um, if you haven't been keeping up with the news, there was a tragic shooting a couple days ago in Georgia. Um, I think we had mentioned on here that Asian crime or crimes against Asians are up, I think, like 700% in the last year. Um, yeah, and it seems, seems to be, of course, something that has to do with, uh, you know, what's going on with the pandemic and things like that. At least it seems like that's what they're blaming it on. But We've talked about this many times about how the timing is so strange because, you know, if you were to go back to around the time where coronavirus first came out and Trump was talking about, you know, this is from China, China, this, China, that, and all this other shit that he's talking about when it comes to China, you would think that something like this might um, happen around that time when it comes to, you know, hate crimes towards Asians, which I'm not saying that there's a right time ever to have a hate crime on anybody. But you would think that it would make more sense around that time. Like right now, out of nowhere, it almost makes me feel like I missed something in the news. Like what what else is going on? Yeah, we're also a very reactionary society. So when, you know, Trump's up there yelling about China and stuff, the people that he's empowering to do that, you would think that they would react quickly because of it. But we talked about this before about maybe that there was just so much going on within the news and the world at the time that these were kind of getting buried. And it also takes time to develop a pattern too. Maybe people weren't seeing a pattern. They just seen... You know, a couple Asians get hurt here and there, but then there started to be a pattern developing where this was happening a lot more. And I think a lot of it was happening in like New York and San Francisco at the time. Mm. Yeah, I I don't know, man. I mean, it's unacceptable what's going on. Like there shouldn't be hate crimes against anybody, period. Right. Um, Yeah, it's just I don't know. it's, It's stupid. I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. I mean, to blame one ethnicity on or to blame one ethnicity for what's going on with the coronavirus seems a little crazy to me. Like I had said this and I didn't think I articulated this well enough in one of our past podcasts, but I had talked about how they're just attacking random Asian people. Like they're calling it the China virus, but you're attacking any kind of Asian person. Like you're just, you're just seeing an Asian person and attacking them, not knowing that they're from China, from Japan, mm-hmm. um, Pacific Islanders are getting attacked now. Which makes like, it even more racist. Exactly. Because now it's not even, oh, it's just, you don't, oh man, I'm, I'm trying to articulate what I'm saying, but. But is that even what it's about though? Are these people taking it, uh, taking their anger out on Asians because of the coronavirus? Yeah. I think that that's the assumption is that it it is because of the, the pandemic and everything going on. And it's easy to draw that or uh, the correlation when, you know, there's been so much hate speech against the Asian community over the last you know, how long have we been in this a little bit over a year now? Like there's been so much hate speech going on about it. It's easy to come up with that conclusion, but there's probably other factors too, right? Like people are just every single day, people are just racist and stupid and do stupid things to other people just because. So it's the timing for me. It's just so weird because if it, if that is how you want to correlate it is, you know, China virus as Trump were to call it. Right. You would think that there would be more, um, issues around that time frame rather than a year later when things are seemingly starting to get better. Yeah. It can't th- be because 
um, <clears throat> we had talked about like maybe because things are reopening. I don't think that that's the issue. I think it's more because, um, or I think that there was uh, more opportunity for lack of better terms that this could have happened during quarantine because people weren't doing shit. People had more time to, you know, fuck around and do bullshit. Right. We also talked to that we people were, there wasn't as many people out there. So with cameras and things like that, like it would be easier to catch somebody doing a, something like that during quarantine when there's not a whole bunch of people out than right now, where if you wear a baseball cap, do it, you could dip off into a crowd real quick and nobody would even, unless there was somebody out there that was trying to stop what was going on. But, you know, it'd be easy to just go push over an old lady and assault her real quick and then just dip down an alleyway or something now because there's so many people out and about now. But before, you know, things are empty, it's, it's a lot harder to, to like kind of like escape from what you were doing. Yeah. I mean, I definitely see where you're coming from. It's very possible. Um, like I don't get any of it. I don't get the timing. I don't get, I mean, I guess I kind of understand the targeted demographic, but it's still unacceptable. 100%. And it, I think it also has to do with Biden too, right? Like Trump did a very good job of tying Biden to China. Like, so maybe these people that are doing these attacks now are upset about Biden becoming president in our country being taken over by China that now that they're retaliating for that, right? Like now mm. there's nobody in power to protect us from China. So now they have to feel like they have to take it into their own hands to protect America from, from these people, you know, which is you know fucking crazy? ridiculous. You're right. It does sound ridiculous, but that actually makes more sense to me than blaming coronavirus on these people a year later and retaliating on them. Like what you just said about, we need to take, back our country from china sounds so ridiculous right now like we need to lash out on our fellow citizens to stick it to china is the absurd shit that i can see these people thinking yeah exactly like and it's with all the crazy things that have gone on this year with that group of people like it's not hard to think that they could come up with that in their mind like i need to be the superhero for my family and for this country, and I need to be a patriot. And the only way I can be a patriot is if I go attack some old Asian lady down the street. Like that's, but I can see how these people can come to that conclusion in their minds because this is the kind of thing that Trump was preaching about his entire presidency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fucking, you you said it before. These are cowardly people. One hundred percent. Yeah, fucking insane, bro. And I said that they were cowardly because they're attacking like older Asian women, but it it doesn't even matter who they're attacking. Just the fact that they're not squaring up with somebody, right? They're they're doing random attacks. They're shooting people. They're pushing women over when they crack their head open. Like you're not even squaring up with somebody. You're not even man enough to put your hands up against somebody that you can fight yourself. Mm-hmm. Like of course, an old lady, Asian lady's. I mean, who knows? She might turn around and put the wops on him. But you know, of course, an old Asian lady's probably not going to be able to fight back against you. There was a video that surfaced of an elderly Asian woman who was, you know, yelling at her attacker, but she beat the shit out of him. He's being pulled off in a stretcher. Good. I need that video like to be mounted on my wall as like NFT art because that's yeah. that's poetic justice. It said its finest. And we talked about it. we've been waiting for those videos to pop up because it's going to happen. Like some mm-hmm. one of these guys is going to test the wrong person and they're going to get real fucked up out here. And yeah. watch the media try to spin it too. Like the way the media and the police that are were handling the stuff in Georgia were spinning this. It's it's nasty. Like this shit is nasty. Yeah, um, you saw what the sheriff said in in Georgia talking about how 
like his his state of mind, the reason why he went around shooting the people in the, the spas was because he had a bad day. Yeah. Almost like he was, um, I wouldn't say defending him, but he wasn't doing a good enough job to say how bad he was. Yeah, he was person. very he's he was very dismissive of the entire situation because I think we talked about it like people were saying that they felt too that he was victim blaming when he was giving this press conference and you know we talked that he, uh, there had been something that came out that said that he had posted some those sheriff had posted some things on Facebook that were alluding to the Chinese people being uh, responsible for the coronavirus like some different t-shirts and stuff like I said, it was on Twitter, so I don't know, you know, it's not a very verifiable source. People share a bunch of crazy shit, but considering the way he was speaking and the way he was kind of like shooting the guy bail almost, mm-hmm. I, I could kind of see it. And not only that, I mean, you know, the past few years have taught us that there's a lot of racist in power positions. So I'm not mm-hmm. surprised if that was the case. Racism definitely runs very, very deep in this country. I saw actually a girl on Twitter say that it's time that America gets a rebrand because this land of the free home of the brave shtick that we've been going with for so long. It's not even who this, what this country is anymore. It is for some people is the yeah. thing, you know what I mean? It's, it was never designed for us. No, it wasn't. You know what I mean? So yeah, you guys can have, and you guys, you guys know who the fuck you guys are. You guys can have your little saying, but it's, it's never been for we, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's literally us, us It's for us, but we're not the us. Right. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, but yeah, I just, I want to say, you know, hearts out to the Asian community. Um, this stuff is, it's just fucking terrible. And I'm, I'm honestly sick of seeing it, but I don't see this just going away. I, I like that people are now more aware that these things are happening and people are speaking out about it, but just like with the African-American community, I mean, we've been speaking out against black lives matter forever and or i'm not against black lives matter but for black lives matter and for the african-american community this entire year and shit still goes on so mm-hmm. yeah yeah Crazy. but definitely stand with the asian community and um we're hoping some some changes are made but you know asking for changes in this country to be made even in the smallest regard just seems to be wild pulling teeth pulling teeth for sure and i hate the dentist <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna right, some, uh, yeah, some, some lighter uh, topics. Some lighter topics. Um, did you see this New York man was convicted of selling sharks on the internet? Hmm. So, so I, I got some questions. I, maybe you can answer. Yeah. Okay. Are they in tanks? It said it turned out that Joshua Seguin. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Has been keeping live sharks in a pool at his home and offering them for sales for sale on the internet. He was convicted Wednesday in New York of illegally trafficking in order to pay a $5,000 fine. Of course, he pled not guilty. And then the line that they used in this, the tide has turned for Joshua, who was convicted and held accountable for his unlawful acts. <laughs> Leave it to somebody to throw a pun in there. You know, this, great. this also isn't surprising to me. Like, United States has yeah. so many exotic animals in this country that do not belong here that are captive. So, yeah, do you remember that? That like maybe like a year or two that all the rappers were getting monkeys and all of them were getting busted for the monkeys. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, I think like French Montana had one, and I think well Justin Bieber's not a rapper, but there was like some controversy. I think Sway Lee had one. Sway Lee, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm sure that the uh, exotic animals is uh, probably a huge market that we're just not very aware of. Like if somebody it's can point huge, me, huge, bro. Yeah, somebody can point me in the direction of a good documentary about that. I would love to see a documentary about illegal animal sales bro there's a crazy stat that um i'm pretty sure joe rogan talks about this all the time are they gonna say Um, joe exotic (laughs) 
No, I'm sure he got caught up with the shit. But yeah, yeah. Um, there is more um, tigers in captivity in the state of Texas than there are in the world. Wow, that's crazy. I did not. Yeah. That's yeah, that's new information to me. That's that's hella perfect. fucking tigers. It's either hella tigers or it's a little tigers, and there's like no tigers in the world. Either way, Texas has a fucking plug for tigers, and that's weird. Yeah, Texas of all places. But I, I mean, know. Texas out of all the states. Come on. Texas would be the state. Texas, uh, Texas does be wilding and doing some illegal shit. So yeah. Texas or I mean, Florida, one or the other. Oh yeah, Florida. There's definitely some tigers roaming around in Florida for sure. Um, did you see that Portugal is now using seized Nissan GTRs for organ transporting? And they're doing this because it's um, faster and cheaper than helicopter transport, which is kind of dope. Interesting. Which, you can get a GTR. Um, you know, I think they came out in like 2008, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're still producing them now. So like the first generations are for the R35 is like 480 horsepower to the ones now that are like 530 horsepower. That's, That's crazy. A fast ass car. You know what I mean? Isn't it in Asia too, that they use uh, like they use pretty expensive uh, like vehicles, like as far as um, like uh, I'm trying trying to think of the, the what I'm trying to say, but like they use like expensive fast cars as police cars. I know they do in like Dubai, but then okay. again, if you're going to chase down a Bugatti, you're probably going to need a Bugatti. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I'm sure other countries, they have a lot of um, like promotional pieces that they use. Like in the U S we might have like a, a Tesla cop car or like oh, know, be sick. a charger Hellcat or something like that. You know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. in Japan, they probably have, you know, a GTR or something, you know what I mean? Like they're going to do like for each country, like their top car, they're probably going to, put it in a police library uh yeah library 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 i think it's library i think you're trying to say library <laughs> it's like, no no, no. Like, like when you put like the like a rap you know what i mean oh, okay like live yeah. library live lively lively i don't i don't know that word library that's a new one for me Livery. you know this man you've played race car video games haven't you it's been a while oh well, you can like change damn I don't even know how to I say thought that. They, I thought it was just called a rap. I mean, essentially, it is. Like what the rappers be doing when they put bape on their fucking yeah, yeah. kitties. Yeah. yeah the other term, though, if it's like a, like if it's, uh, see, another word that I don't even, uh, homolo- hom- homologen, uh, like where it's like a throwback to something. You know what uh, I mean? I like, know, uh, I don't think I know that word either. Oh, homage? Yeah, but the, maybe that's it. Like you pay, you're paying homage to something. Yeah. Well, I think people, sometimes they say it weird. It's one of those weird words. Like they say homage. I'm just going to tell you right now that vocabulary <laughs> is not my strong suit. So, so yeah. geography, we found out last week, geography is not our strong suit. Now vocabulary yeah. is not either our strong yeah. suit. Man, we got to figure out something that is. Uh, talking shit. Yeah. Talk, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, but on that note, I thought this was interesting. I saw that the average horsepower for us vehicles has increased from 103 horsepower in 1980 to 247 horsepower in 2020 keep in mind that's the average this is this is um like consumer cars not just the police right correct this is all the cars projection cars um you know it's a it's a crazy time i don't talk about cars too much on here but that's like my passion you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and it's a crazy time when you can get a a minivan that seats seven you know what i mean and it has 300 horsepower and 300 (laughs) pounds of torque and it's all wheel drive and it has, you know, built-in Wi-Fi, like crazy. Like you're driving a spaceship. Yeah. On the road. 
Fast and Furious is going to be coming for some royalties. I know that they played a part in people wanting faster, faster cars. So I think it's just technology. Yeah, that's true too. Technology is getting so much better. Everything's cheaper. Like, you know, you had uh, in the eighties, Ferraris are making 300 horsepower with a V12. Yeah. I mean, and now minivans are making 300 horsepower with four cylinders. Like third of the size, you know what I mean? Or quarter of the size, four, eight, 12, a third of the size. Quick math. Yeah. Yeah. Again, not one of our strong suits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll figure it out at some point. It's just time constraints. That's yeah. Um, did you see the Seattle area has the lowest death rate of the 20 largest metropolitan regions in the United States? If the rest of the country had kept pace with Seattle as far as like lockdowns and everything goes, the nation could have avoided more than 300,000 coronavirus deaths. Yeah, well, I mean, that's going to be kind of hard to do when, you know, you have some of the biggest states kicking it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and I'll, I'll, like the this sounds like a cool statistic, but how do they really quantify this? That's a good point. Maybe they're doing like um, only counties that have um, a certain amount of people per square mile kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it I just seems like, like a, would... a random number, like 300,000 seems like a lot. No, they, they're going to have to make it even across the board. So like if they took a, a very dense county, they could probably compare it to the next dense county. Mm, that makes sense. Probably go from there. I thought that was cool, though, that we had the lowest death rate of the 20 largest. Um, you know, we had a lot of people in this state that were very against the lockdowns and everything. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I know it's going to be damaging to our economy and I feel for the small businesses. But as far as keeping people alive, I mean, you know, we had uh, initially we had a lot of cases. That's because it started here. But then, you know, as time went on, we, we managed to not have a crazy outburst. Like, I mean, obviously, California and Texas are bigger states, but even some of the smaller states we're having like crazy outbreaks. I actually want to know like what number we are out of those 20. Like if we're 20, it's yeah. like, I mean, I <laughs> well, kind of logical yeah. there. <laughs> well, if we take the 20 largest metropolitan regions in the U.S., right, we can assume that New York's probably somewhere there in there. We can assume that California is probably somewhere in there. Florida is probably somewhere in there. Texas. So we at least know that we're better than four spots, I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So we're 16. I feel it. More quick math. <laughs> Uh, magic mushrooms are decriminalized in DC. It's cool. Nice. It's about time they just can, do it. Everywhere. You can have them on your person. Doesn't mean so you, you can grow them and shit. Yeah. Did you also see that uh, Biden's going to be looking to? Uh, uh, I forgot what it was. He's like loosening the time that people have to spend when they get caught for a, a crack violation. Like you know how like homeless people use crack and then they're on crack and the cops arrest them for it. Mm-hmm. Like those low level offenders, they're going to lessen their time now. So that they can get people treatment rather than just locking them up and, you know, putting them in the system and they keep just going back to jail and continue the cycle. I mean, those are good words. I believe when I say it, because I mean, I know yeah, yeah, those of course. people don't want to be in that situation and getting locked up over and over doesn't help them get out of it either. For sure. And then, you know, like we talked about plenty of times on here, once you get locked up you're in your records out there and you're on parole and stuff, it's hard to get a job. It's hard to, to um, pick your life back up after everything's, kind of been taken away mm-hmm. yeah so yeah hopefully people get the the help they need but uh going back to the magic mushroom things that's pretty cool i'm, I'm assuming that probably in the next like five years weed and mushrooms are going to be weed will be legalized mushrooms will probably be decriminalized most everywhere uh, i mean it's tough to guess this one man because it seems like republican side doesn't want that yeah. I feel like it's very easy for a Republican to swoop in and be president next. That's true. Yeah. So we can, it's going to be, be on the fence for a long time for something that's very 
dumb in the first place. Yeah. Uh, I could see that states might start, even Republican states might start pushing for the weed legalization more just because they see the financial benefit of Mm -hmm. legalizing weed. Yeah. I mean, money is the, we talk about this all the time. Money Um, is the push, you know, money is the motivation back on the wall. A little wheezy for you. (laughs) Did you see that uh, LeBron James became part owner of the Boston Red Sox? Hmm, Interesting. I thought that was interesting that he picked the most racist teams, <laughs> you know, them, the Celtics like are like known as like racist teams. Like, yeah. so it's and interesting. Base seems like it at least. And I'm yeah, not so, even like, I'm not even shit on hell of the fans. I see what fans write. You know what I mean? So it's not like this. Yeah, for sure. Random ass observation. This is a legit observation with my eyeballs. So. Yeah. This isn't like, I'm just taking a, an easy swipe at the Celtics or the Red Sox because right. I hate both teams. Right. This is like, this is this is known, you mm-hmm. know, throughout time. I do think it's interesting, though. Maybe he's trying to change the culture of those cities, but I think it's going to take a lot more than him being a part owner to uh, to change racism. So, yeah, I wonder what his stake is. I wonder if it's like a fifty percent or what. Uh, yeah, just said part owner. I'm not sure. That's pretty cool. That's a big move. Yeah, um, he's been doing wanna, some pretty cool stuff. I want to clarify something. I'm never against someone making a big power move, like a big money move to benefit themselves like we were talking about jay-z last week oh did did hope hit you with the phone call and say hey i heard i heard the last episode you better <laughs> i wish he did i wish he this is hope yeah but no like it seems like i talk a lot of shit about him and it's not even that i'm i'm not hating on what he's doing mm-hmm. like I look at it like, damn, okay, if I'm that big, I need to make moves like that. Like I I look I, <laughs> I look at it as a blueprint, pun intended, whatever. You know what I mean? Like he's a hey, very I think it's that one, right? <laughs> yeah. He's a very intelligent man. And I fuck with him when it comes to that type of shit. It's just sometimes your words don't really align with what you're doing. You right. I, mean? I feel like it's not a bad thing to call it out or to question it or to ask for clarification. It's like, okay, I see it like this. Am I seeing this wrong? Because he said this, but he's acting like this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or when other people like praise something that clearly is off. That's yeah. Not to bring up another podcast, but I was listening to uh, Brilliant Idiots, and they had uh, it was so Charlemagne. There was no Wayne, or I mean, no um, Andrew Schultz. Mm-hmm. He, for whatever reason he was on last week's episode but they had you know who wayno is mm-hmm. he did everyday struggle mm-hmm. really dope dude i really like when i really fuck with wayno but uh they were talking about they had like a full breakdown of the deal and how much it benefits like so like with the versus thing like people were saying some things about the versus like 40 african-americans got money and equity some of the numbers that they were breaking down were like okay this makes a lot more sense on how this was beneficial to the artist like from just a headline standpoint it's like, oh, Jay-Z sells whatever, and it doesn't look like it benefits anybody, but like deep, like looking deeper into the business side of things, and they're in the industry, so they would know better than anybody. So no, yeah, no, no. Think- I'm not saying that it didn't benefit the artist. I know it did. Like you can see numbers and you can see per stream, title gives out more. That's a benefit mm-hmm. already off top. You know what I mean? I think it's more like you are saying. I'm trying to put more black people on, but it seems like your agenda is just different. That's all you are doing this in the process because it was going to happen anyway. And I feel like you're just saying something that was inevitable. Right. I mean, like I'm going to do a deal with the NFL and I'm going to put more black artists on. Well, guess what? They were going to have to have artists anyway. And they were in the top artists right now are black. So they're probably going to choose a black artist anyway. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, but if you if you if you look at the history though, the Super Bowl performances from the early two thousands now hasn't been a lot of black cars. It's been like Bruno Mars. It's been like very safe people. But look at this year; they had the weekend. Um, Bro, stop. He's equally as safe as Bruno Mars. He's he he sings about cocaine. Well, I guess Bruno does too. He sings about cocaine. If you really listen to what he's saying, you know what I mean. Like it's like yeah. Under 3000 singing Hey Ya and you're thinking it's a happy fucking song. Like, it's not. But in that, in that case, though, like the NFL, like, I don't even think they would look the weekend's way for, for this. I think that they would just go back to the same people they continue to use. Nope, I don't think that, bro. Like, honestly, if Jay wasn't even a part of this, or, hmm, I don't even know how I'm trying to say this. I'm not surprised that the weekend performing at a halftime show, period. I don't care who put him on, period. He's... One of the biggest know. artists in the world. He's constantly promoting. Like, of course, he's going to take a big, um, uh, big performance slot. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's been a lot of big artists that haven't been asked to do the Super Bowl, like in any year. Like, what what rapper can you name that was that was asked to do? Like, Drake is a crossover person, and I don't. They don't I don't. Okay, the day that he has a mainstream rap artist get up there and do a whole ass performance, mm-hmm. he'll change my mind. But that slot is not for a rapper. Never has been. It's always going to be for a pop person. Always. Because yeah, majority... Even, even the rappers, though, that are pop, they don't even they don't even look their way. Like, Drake can go do those. Uh, Future can go do that. I mean, he's a rapper, but he, he mm-hmm. has songs with Maroon 5. Like, they gave Travis Scott 15 seconds with Maroon 5 when he did it, went up there with them. It's not a Travis, rap spot, Travis is bro. A, Travis is another person that could have done that easily. It's not a rap spot. But they make music enough, though, that are so that the masses like it doesn't matter if they're rappers or not. Not like, more than pop. And it's all about yeah, but, money. You yeah. don't want people to turn away from halftime. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not even trying to talk. Yeah, this guy's so, like, weird. I'm, not, so weird. I'm really not. I just feel like sometimes it's like you're saying something that's inevitable. It's like. Uh, like. I'm trying to think of a good analogy. That's like from me to you. Like if I'm like, um, I'm about to, I'm about to cut the grass. Like for neighbors, I'm like, I'm about to cut mine and your grass because I like the neighborhood to look good. Like it's, mm-hmm. I like the neighborhood to look good. You just happen to get your grass cut too. So it makes me look good twice, but it's like, I want the neighborhood to look good. You don't cut your fucking grass. So I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but couldn't you argue though that that would that's like all inclusive of everybody? Like, if as long I'm not as saying people, it's not, I'm not saying like it's if, not. As long as black people are benefiting off of it, regardless of how it looks, shouldn't mm-hmm. that be the whole point of it? I think it should, but that's not how I interpret it. Yeah, which I don't know. Just like with the NFL thing, that took a couple of years for us to figure out, like not us, but like for things to start moving to see how maybe Jay's influenced influence the nfl so maybe it might take a couple years before we see what's actually going to go on with title and everything yeah like even with title i feel like i'm i sound like i'm really just discrediting the yeah, fuck don't out you of have Jay-Z. title <laughs> i do yeah i do because you Jay-Z, got the last laugh on you yeah. jay-z said you know it's gonna pay out more to the artist and i right. took that and i ran with it like okay yeah why not just put my money here then like it makes more mm-hmm. sense you know what i mean um well, so, I think even those artists that were on initially, this is something that Charlamagne was talking about. They have, when they when they were brought on onto title, they were given pieces of the company. Okay. So now with the company being sold, they just made a whole bunch of money too with those artists. 
So I mean, maybe yeah, there's maybe. stuff. That, yeah, maybe we just don't know a lot of the thing. But I get, I, I understand how like when looking at these headlines and stuff, it can look like it's very self-serving for him, and he's just dressing it up as he's doing it for artists or the black community or whoever. Because it's like, okay, I own title, and I'm like, I'm gonna give artists more money. Like I'm catering to black artists more. When it's like, well, you cater to hip hop the most, and yeah, it's probably gonna be most black artists. Like, duh. But it wasn't just it wasn't just black artists that he was doing it. With, I know. I'm just giving an example. That's oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I was gonna say there was like Daft Punk was up there. There was uh, I forgot which of the white and they do like a was. they did a big Black History Month thing. Like, don't get me wrong, I do see a lot of the stuff. I'm just throwing it out there. Like sometimes it just seems funny. That's all. I would rather it come from him though, him doing that, than it come from one of these like white companies that's just doing it to put eyes on their company, like Apple doing it during Black History Month just because they want more streams on their platform. I'd rather that's it come a, from. That's him. a very good point. I like that. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Oh, did you see the? Uh, do you never watch any of the DC comic movies, right? Um, like Batman. Uh, yeah, but the Batman one was like. If you're talking about like the Christopher Nolan movies, I was away from that. But like the new one with Ben Affleck or like uh, um, Suicide Squad, like any of those. Suicide Squad. Did you like it? Mm, not really. Yeah. So DC movies haven't been any of my my jam, but apparently today they're releasing a four hour cut of Justice League that was like from the original director on how he wanted to do it because they said that he fucked up, or not he that the company fucked up the movie. So now they're putting it out as like his mm. version of it. I'm not watching that shit for four hours. I'll tell you that right now. That's that sounds like you need to break that one up. I actually yeah. did see, so it's on HBO Max because right. I saw that there was a countdown for it. And I was like, there's another Wonder Woman coming out because she was like the first person. And I was like, damn, didn't she just yeah, have they, a 1984 or 18, whatever? Yeah, and I haven't seen that still. And I've heard great things about the first Wonder Woman, but DC has really just not done it for me. Like from the couple movies I saw, so I just completely ignore anything that comes from them. Like, what do you think it is about DC that can't just pull it together? Well, first to off, I know I'm going to sound like a super hater on this, but why the fuck is Ben Affleck Batman? I mean, I don't know. I just don't see him as the Batman. You know what I mean? Like maybe some of their casting choices, maybe some of the corny dialogue, maybe some of just the, I don't know. It just seems like Marvel. There's just so much more to their movie than just what you see on screen. Like there's backstories, there's Easter eggs, there's like they it took them 10 years to do the first Avengers, but because they had to set up all of these different characters in order to do that movie. It seemed like DC kind of rushed into that because they saw the comic book movies were a gold rush right now. So like let's quickly put all this out here. And it's like, yeah, it's not it's just not hitting the same as with Marvel. Okay, let me ask you this though, because I'm a very casual Marvel person, but I completely understand where you're coming from. So mm-hmm. that being said, like the backstories and all that shit doesn't matter to me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But if I were to hop in and watch you know, uh, what's a what's a Marvel movie? Uh, Captain America, or some shit. I would find that more interesting probably than Wonder Woman. For you sure. I mean, what is it though? You know, what I mean, there's something else to it because the no, backstories, the Easter eggs, all that shit doesn't matter to me as a casual viewer. But I know for a fact, Captain America, Marvel Captain America is going to be better to me. Or we can say um, Captain Marvel, whatever, and Wonder yeah. Woman, so we can woman to woman. You know what I mean? I know yeah. that that one's going to be better than me than Wonder Woman. I just know it. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen, I saw the Captain Marvel one, but I haven't seen any of the Wonder Woman. So I can't really compare, but I get what you're saying. Like you just know that a Marvel movie is going to be better than DC. Yeah, like, it has right like a, an extra aura to it. 
it might just be because they were the first ones to really do it, right? Like to really build this. But that's another. Universe. That's another detail, like a a detail that the casual person doesn't pay attention to. Yeah, but we've had Marvel movies for how long now? Like this has been going on since for fucking ever. You know, like that we've we've been we're ingrained into Marvel now. Like you can't go. You, you, Marvel can't be superseded by any other release. You hear that a new Marvel's coming out, and it's like everything around it just gets pushed to the side. Like Marvel is like the brand of Marvel is bigger than the actual movies now. Yeah, and maybe that's it. Maybe DC just doesn't have a good brand. Like maybe they're something's not something doesn't click with me in DC. And maybe it's why I don't really care for some of the superheroes that are in it. Right? Maybe it's the superheroes are better in the Avengers than they are because like Superman's cool. I don't really want to watch eight movies of that. Yeah, it's like DC is like Adidas. It's like they're yeah. cool, but they're just not Nike. Yeah, I guess that's, the, a, that's a really good place to put it. Next to each other and like, oh yeah, these are both tennis shoes. But Nike just does it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But you know, like... Uh, <laughs> I didn't even catch but that. But then, there then there's that one time when, you know, they, they put a Yeezy out that's better than what Nike's putting out. Right. So maybe sometimes they might put some fire out that just goes under the radar because it's from them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I'm not watching it. I'm not spending four hours on a movie. Those days are done and over. But I am excited for Falcon and the Winter Soldier to come out. Which I think starts tomorrow. I'll see it if I see it. Yeah, but you know, I haven't even watched uh, Infinity Wars. What? How dare you? I started it on the plane and I fell asleep. Not because it was boring, but I was just fucking tired. So yeah, I and that movie is long as shit. And that's why I figured, you know, I could watch this. Yeah, I got a few hours to kill. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, my next headline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're you're not a in conclusion. You're not a comic book person, but yeah, yeah I, thought that, I thought that was a little wild to put out a four hour long fucking director's cut. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> um, did you see that Tinder is going to let you run background checks? Oh my god, <laughs> I feel like they need that shit. That should have been is, a thing. No, that's that's great, especially with the you know with the uh, things going on with women and Uber and or I mean uh, Tinder and things like that. Even yeah. like Uber even stuff, Uber, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like the the amount of violence against women. So yeah, it's great. I just laugh at it because it's funny that Tinder has a a better vetting process than most jobs. Yeah, Loki. Well, that's gonna be interesting. Like, I wonder how much information you're gonna be able to get though. Like, what what exactly is included on this background report? I don't know, and I wonder how many people are gonna be able to fake them, and I wonder how much uh, how many catfishes are going to be eliminated. Yeah, or like fake profiles. Yeah, I guess that's the same thing as catfish, but you know what I mean? Like one of those ones where you match with it and then they send you a bunch of fucking links to watch their webcam. Right. Yeah. Like you're like, oh, my God, I just match with this hot ass girl. And it's like, come watch me live. And it's like, God damn it. You want me to watch you? OK. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I feel so lucky. Yeah. You chose me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you see? <laughs> this is so funny. So there was a bunch of rumors out before the NBA draft started that uh lamello was going to go to uh golden state right but mm -hmm. with the number one pick what for whatever reason that didn't come to fruition but um mikhail thompson who's uh why can't i think of his name right now clay thompson's dad mm -hmm. uh was interviewing lavar and he said why didn't you want mellow to play with golden state and he lavar <laughs> goes i called steve kerr the millie vanilli of coaching he called me the kardashian of basketball steve kerr does nothing but stand there <laughs> that's funny Damn. Bro, could you imagine a backcourt of fucking Lamelo Ball and and Curry, and then you slide Clay over to the small forward? Like, oh, 
And fucking Lavar yelling right behind Steve. That'd be amazing. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> I will say though, like we Steve we gave move. Him, yeah, we gave we gave Lavar a lot of shit. Yeah. I'm not even sure if it was we. I gave Lavar a lot of shit. For I think sure, we all you know? did. You know, for kind of being like egotistical and saying all these things, but a lot of the stuff he said has come to fruition. Yeah. He was just kind of obnoxious more than anything. I think that's what it is. And we weren't used to that in sports, like the dad being an overzealous kind of in your face, wanting to be it. Like when I originally saw him doing the stuff, it made me think that he was doing it for his own right. popularity. Same here. But it seems like, uh, you know, him and his kids really got a lockdown and I'm excited to, uh, man, I really wish that LaMelo would have went to Golden State. That would have been crazy to watch. Did you see the uh, the video that's popped up of LaMelo getting talked shit to by um, the carnival guy? The carnival guy. Yeah, like, you know, the basketball game at the carnival. Oh, yeah. Shoot it. Yeah, he was talking shit like, I could do this all day, man. 100 bucks, whoever can make more. The old man was just talking hella shit to him. It was funny. Damn, it was, that's crazy. It was like a wholesome thing. It wasn't like real shit talking, but it was funny. Oh, like it, it wasn't like the guy was trolling him. He was just... I mean, he was trolling him. Like, well, he was, was really, like, like talking play, shit. Playful, playful banter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Did you ever yeah. watch their show? I know it was, like, on a Facebook and kind of hard to watch, but they had, like, a family reality show. I watched, I think, maybe one episode because it popped up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It wasn't yeah. bad. Yeah, it was cool. I can see them having a show, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what the other Ball brother's going to do. I know that he tried to get into the NBA and he was on the roster, but I'm he's good, he too, play though. overseas or something. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't even seem like he really wants to. No, it kind of seems like basketball is like an afterthought to him. Yeah. Um, did I have any? Did you have anything else? Nope. I have one more. Did you see? So the the kind of um, how do I say this? Uh, the like uh, esports world or e e video game world has been you know blowing up in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Sony actually just acquired um, the Evolution Champion Series which I believe is like one of the longest running um, esports like tournament things, but they're like really involved in super smash brothers and like street fighter tournaments and stuff. So I know that's not Sony's thing. Like they, they don't own street fighter or whatever, but I think that that's really dope that they're going to be taking over these tournaments. And hopefully I would love to watch like, like if they did like live things like on Triller or something where they did mm-hmm. like a video game tournament, we got to watch like people battle on super smash brothers. I want to watch it for like 15 minutes before I cut it off. I actually worked with a guy who was a competition level um, Smash Brother player. Oh shit! Yeah, for N sixty four. Yeah. Oh damn! And you know what's crazy though is like they're so good that you can't even tell what's going on. Like me as an outsider, like I mean, we've played Smash Bros. You know what I mean? Right. We're so slow compared to them. It's yeah, crazy. and mostly it's just me mashing the same button. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Jump, jump, jump. <laughs> this is so he does he get paid for this? Um, he did a couple tournaments, and I think there was like a payout of like five grand for the the champ but i think there were teams though oh, okay yeah that's interesting um maybe we should try and find somebody to be on the podcast it's in like that esports or e-gaming world because it does seem like it's like blowing up a lot and people are really starting to invest in it too yeah i mean i'm down i mean the person i know is a little uh socially awkward oh, okay so i don't know if he'd be the best but we can we can look for somebody yeah do you uh do you have smash brothers on the uh switch mm-hmm. oh it, on the switch? no or, i have, uh, uh, N64, yeah. Oh, okay. I wonder how it is on the Switch because I've seen. Is it? I'm pretty sure it's on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am. I mean, maybe I'll get. It. I don't know. They have a, a digital download for it. So. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, that's hot headlines for this week. For sure. I have an issue with people when it comes to their driving styles. I have a lot of issues with people besides driving, but yeah, bro. When it comes to driving, like it bugs me. Like that. Driving to me is like 
my freedom. You know, a lot of people like to fly planes or like they like to swim like or be in a boat or something like that. Like that's their freedom. Yeah. Like something about driving a car is just like I'm in my Zen. You know what I mean? Even if I'm mm-hmm. just sitting in my car, I'm just in my own world. You know what I mean? I love it. I just love yeah. cars. Bugs the fuck out of me when I get a slow fucking car in front of me. Oh, you're telling me, man, I have bad road rage. Hate that shit. Like it's well, come to the point now. now. Yeah, I have road rage, but it's more like my car is pretty quick, so like I can fuck with you if I want to and yeah. get away type shit. And I've been driving like my 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 drive for my work is it's a decent drive, but I was actually transferred not too long ago to an even further spot. So I was driving, you know, a good hour to work and maybe even a couple right. of hours back. So I've noticed a lot of people's driving patterns and I'm to the point now where like I immediately probably know exactly who you are, age, race, gender, everything. Like I can just fucking dial it down based off of the type of car you have and your driving habits. 100%. Do you judge people when it comes to their cars? I wouldn't say judge people, but I definitely do have like some stereotypes when it comes to certain cars or like styles of cars. Like, if somebody has a wing on their car, you're going to assume that they're going to probably drive fast or want to race you. Right. But if you see like, a, yeah, like you see like a minivan, you're like, Oh, that might be a wholesome family person. So I might be quicker to flip off the guy that's in the race car than the guy that's in the van. Yeah. I have like a big issue nowadays when it's like, you know, you want the roads to be safe, Mm -hmm. but the safer the car, I already know I'm going to have a problem with them because you're going to immediately go to the far left lane on the freeway. You're going to drive the speed limit and it's going to piss me the fuck off. Like, what are you doing? Why yeah. is there a, you raced to get to this lane and now you want to drive like a snail. Like, where is your energy? Like, keep the same energy, man. Keep racing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Bugs the fuck out of me, man. Like the, the safer the car, the worse it is for me. For sure. And obviously you have like Priuses, but I mean, that's a no brainer. Well, that's the example I was going to use is like, you always see a Prius get in fucking front of you when you're in the fast lane. It's like, bro, come on. You're like, Hey man. But sometimes you get that one Prius that's dipping. I'm not yeah. gonna say who. I'm not gonna say who I know is driving that, but it's usually this very similar people that drive it often. It's crazy, yeah. man. With cars, it's kind of like one of those things where, like, even if you don't want to stereotype it, you generally know by looking at what type of vehicle it is, what type of person's driving that, or what ethnicity. And that goes back to like the stereotype things. But like a perfect example is my aunt got a. Uh, Super Forester a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and the first thing everybody was saying was, "Oh, that's a lesbian's car," and I didn't know. That, I didn't know that. I don't know. I didn't know why people thought that. I was like, "Why is that a lesbian's car?" But apparently, like her her kids kept saying that, and I was like, "I don't get it." Like, what what yeah. would make that a lesbian car? I've heard that too. Like a Super Forester, a Super Outback, or even the Super Crosschecks is like a, <laughs> so weird a lesbian car. But I don't. I mean, maybe I don't know. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not trying to take that away from lesbians. I'm not trying to put it on lesbians. I don't know what y'all want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if this <laughs> is like, they came up with this or, you know, people just right. assume this because of it, but it's also like, you know, you see like a low rider car, you know, with like some crazy spokes on it and some LA looking riding on the back. You're going to think that that pr- person's probably getting to it. Yeah. In the exactly. street. So, you yeah. know, like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really easy. It's just like with clothes and shoes and stuff, right? Like we put, um, stereotypes on everything and not necessarily stereotypes but like generalizations like if you see a dude in black air forces you probably think he might he might about be about that action something. yeah yeah so or you see like somebody wearing jordans like oh that person depending on the jordan oh that person might be a sneakerhead like we just i think in our mind we just come up with these rationalities anyways 
That's a good question. What's the black Air Force of, sh- or of cars? Like the, the car that you know people are going to be about some shit. If yeah, in? I got a couple. Uh, ooh, I'd probably say like any large SUV. Interesting. Okay. Like um, the older SUVs. So like uh, yeah, yeah, Tahoe's, yeah. Suburbans, like Escalades. I was going to say like um, like the newer Chevy Impalas and the newer <laughs> Chevy Malibus. Yeah, bro. Which is funny because I think my mom had a Malibu. <laughs> oh, word! She's a Black Forces yeah. person. Huh? I feel it. Yeah. What about well, my a, mom's a little goalie? So I feel it. What is the uh, the equivalent car to like Team Jordans? I would say like I don't want to say because I know some people could drive this kind of vehicle, <laughs> so I don't want to be rude about this. But like, hell yeah, like a Kia Sportage or like a Kia. You know that looks like a, a fast race car. And the, okay. the keys are dope. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just yeah, saying, like, yeah. it's it's like a mimicking of something else. Okay, I see. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. But Even I like, like keys. A, I fuck. I fuck with the new keys, especially like those were pretty dope looking. I can see. I can see Kia across the board because it's like, I mean, it's a nice car. Yeah, but it's a affordable car. You're not putting out right. top dollar to get the top appearance. For sure. Yeah, I like that comparison. Kia would be one. And I think also like, um, man, what was the other one I was just thinking of? Man, I'm going to get people pissed off. Hyundai would be a good one. Or like, just like a, like a Dodge Neon. Okay. You know, like it's trying to be like it, like a team Jordan is trying to be Jordan. Like it's trying to be cool, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's missing something for it to cross over that cool factor. I think about team Jordan sometimes. I know we've been like <laughs> kind of going back to shoe talks often lately, but it's, I don't understand. Cause if you were to just lay out all the team Jordans, we were actually talking about how we had a pair of team Jordans back in the day. And I was I still looking can't for figure them. out. I still can't figure it out. Bro, I, I can't either. Everywhere, bro. Everywhere. I, I looked up a list of all team Jordans that have ever been made and they only have so many to show. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's and, crazy. Cause in my mind, I can literally picture the shoe and what it looks like. And I've tried to like, google things like oh jordan with the strap on the back to figure mm-hmm. it out and i still can't find it it's just weird to me because when i see that list of shoes like all the pictures lined up they don't look bad they don't even look too far away from retros some right. most of them you know what i mean and eh, some of them but it really just makes me think like what is the special factor that the retros have like is it just hyped uh marketing it's got to be because I've never seen a Team Jordan actually marketed. No, or even like, do you remember when we were in high school, they had all those Jordan fusions? Yeah. Yeah. Those are wild. Gross. Yeah. That's the funny. Air Force because, fusions? Yeah, the Air Force fusions. There was um, like the Dub Zeros. Those weren't bad. The Dub Zeros are cool. Yeah. But the, the, the tattoo thing on the side was a little overzealous. So would you consider Dub Zeros Team Jordans? Um, I don't know. I don't know if that falls into. I don't even know if the fusions fall into that category. Like Dub Zeros and Spizikes, like those are a weird one. Like those are like we talked about this the other day about. Uh, I was showing you those Yeezys, and we talked about how they keep taking the simple model of Yeezy, but keep like putting different stuff so it changes. Like that's kind of how, like I feel like they try to do with those type of fusions and stuff. Like they're trying to give you the original product, but are trying to like remix it. They do it well with the Yeezys, but not with. Yeah. 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 I really think the, um, the Spizikes and the Spizikes or Spizikes, whatever. Yeah. I those think and the, 
and the dub zeros, those are the closest to me that could have been retros. And, you know, I'm not uh, like, I like the dub zeros are cool. I, I don't know if I'd ever buy them, but also like the spiz, like some of the colorways were cool. I just couldn't mm-hmm. really see myself doing it. And maybe it's because at the time everybody was laughing at them saying these look like fucking fake the files. bastard. Yeah. The bastard child of some real Jordans. Yeah. I mean, they do. If you want to be technical, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, bad <laughs> drivers are bad. So. <laughs> yeah, but I do. I get. I get exactly what you mean, though. Like you just see some people pull in front of you. And you're just like, all right, I I know this person's gonna go slow based on the type of car that they're driving. Bro, it bugs the fuck out of me. I'm telling you, man. The newer and the safer the car, the worse they're gonna drive. Yeah, like the worse they're gonna drive. It's so crazy to me. It's like your car can probably drive itself, and you're driving this bad. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. I will go back to the road rage thing. One reason why I had to curb the road rage, because I found myself in an instance where I was like, oh, I'm so pissed at this person. I pulled up to next to him at the light, went to go flip the bird. And it's like some fucking like 70 year old grandma. And I'm like, God damn it. Damn. And I was like, man, I gotta, I gotta chill on the road rage because sometimes it's not their fault. I mean, slow driving is slow driving. Right. But like, it's, it's hard for me to really blame a grandma for slow driving as opposed to like a 30 year old. Yeah, bro. I got to a point one time where I was going to fucking ram my car into another person. Like I was fucking hot, bro. But then I was thinking like, yo, (laughs) what the fuck am I doing? Like, what am I doing? The only circumstance I'd ever consider that is if they like purposely tried to run me off the road or something like, oh, you want to play that game? All right. (laughs) Yeah, bro. Like that shit switches, man. Like immediately you turn into like this primitive animal. You're just like. You know what I mean? Just yeah, but humans are reactionary. Like we th- oh, we try man. to react without before thinking, and sometimes I mean that's probably why a lot of road rage incidents end up in people getting shot and shit because we're just so reactionary that we're not really thinking about the consequence. Like I'm gonna go flip this guy off in his car, and then I pull up next to him, and he's fucking five deep, and they all look like they got something on him. Right. It's like I, my life might have just been over just because of a temporary anger. Yeah. Oh well. Wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so um, did you know that Chad Johnson has his own podcast called More Than an Athlete? Um, Chad Johnson, the football player? Ocho Cinco, yeah. Okay. It's got yeah, like I haven't Brandon heard Chad Marshall. Johnson in a minute. <laughs> yeah, bro. I guess nobody's really called him Chad Johnson. But, uh, you know, Brandon Marshall's on there with him. You remember Brandon Marshall? Mm-hmm. So uh, Brandon Marshall was – I don't know if he was telling a story specific to himself or he was telling us uh, just like <clears> as a kind of an example. But he was saying how he had a son and a daughter – and the daughter falls down and gets hurt. And the son falls down and gets hurt at the same time. And you pick up the daughter and you're like, oh, you know, babies, I'm sorry that, you know, like letting her cry and get that emotion out. But then when you turn to the boy, it's, hey, you better get up, dust yourself off, you know, be strong. This is not how men are supposed to act. So I did want to ask you, as a father, you have both a daughter, a young daughter and a son. How do you kind of approach like a I wouldn't say allowing your kids to show emotion, but for boys, you know, cause we come up in like a hyper masculine, emasculated time where we're like, we're told we have to be strong. We can't show emotion. We can't cry. We can't do any of that. So how do you approach that as a father? That's a good question because, well, first of all, I'll say when my daughter falls right now, I'm not, Oh my goodness. Are you okay? I'm not like that. Like, yeah, she's yeah. going to be tough too. You know what I mean? Right. But when it comes to um, my son, it's a, a fine line. Like, well, it's just tough in general because the world is tough on guys. That that's the world we live in. 
So you you do have to treat them tougher, whether or not it's just a pattern that we all do like, oh, guys have to be tough. And it's, we've created like this crazy complex circle that we can't get out of, whether that's it or whether the world is just designed harder for guys when it comes to being tough or being vulnerable. Yeah, because, um, you know, in our heads, we're, we assume that um being tough is going to get you places when it comes to, you know, being around other guys, being tough is going to get you the girl, like, you know, girls want protection. Um, like there's all these things that, um, there's all these benefits that come with being tough that we're taught. And I don't want him to miss out on these benefits, but at the same time, he does need to know, like you're human, like, yeah, the shit hurt. I get it. Like, I'm not going to tell you to stop crying. Like if it hurt that bad and you're crying, I'm not going to tell you to stop. You know what I mean? Right. I'm not going to say man up. I think with guys, especially, especially when we're younger, there's like a stigma with like crying or showing emotion. It's like, you're not supposed to be that when you're being raised, you know, the the adult males in your life will tell you, you know, don't act like a girl. Don't do that kind of stuff. Then when you get to middle school and you start developing friendships that are a little more mature, it's don't be a pussy. Don't be a bitch. Like we give so much negative connotation to showing emotion and showing vulnerability in our society. And I honestly think that that's one of the reasons why right now we have such a hyper like masculated society. Like where instead of people fighting fist and fist, they got to go shoot somebody because their ego and their pride is damaged so much. Like instead of working through those feelings, we again, back to the reactionary thing, we go straight to reactionary instead of working out those feelings. We're like, I think with women and you know, that's not to say that they don't do the same thing, but I think with women, they're better at processing that before they react. Whereas guys, it's like, all right, this person just disrespect me. It's it, we got to go right now. Like instead of thinking that there might be some consequences doing something like that. I mean, yeah, when it comes to like, if you want to try to break down why there's so much violence with younger men. Yeah. I could see that being a huge factor in not knowing how to process um, feelings and stuff like that. But at the same time, like, if you're growing up in an environment where you're just ready to kill the next person with a gun, there's other problems, obviously that, Oh, for sure. You know, need to be highlighted. But even if you look at like a relationship standpoint, like I deal with this at times um, where it's like, you know, if you're the man of the house, no matter how equal you and your wife are, you're still the man of the house. Right. You hold shit down at the end of the day, you are the backbone. Like, you pick up the slack that your wife doesn't pick up vice versa on things for sure. Right. At the end of the day, you got to do it. Even if you don't want to fucking do it. You know what I mean? So there's like, you always got to be this rock. And I'm not saying that I'm like this all the time. I've definitely experienced this at times. So don't think that my life is a shit show. You know what I mean? It's more like, um, you know, when like, if a lot of your friends come to you for advice, or always, you're always asking your friends if they're good. Like, when is someone going to ask you if you're good? Yeah. It's like that kind of um, situation at times that could uh, occur because you're always just making sure shit's right in your family. But then it's like, okay, if you talk about um, like how hard it is, that's a weak thing to do. Yeah. And now you look soft. Like, can you really talk about how hard it is? and get like genuine sympathy or are you complaining now? You know what I mean? Yeah. You're being, it goes back to the bitch and the pussy thing. Like right. you're being, that's how you're acting. But, it's like, Oh, go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. But are you 
even complaining though? Or is that in your head that you think you're complaining because you've been told your whole life, if you do this, you are a bitch, you are a pussy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's, so it's, like, it's a, it's a mentality, right? You might not even really be a bitch when you're whining, you might not be the bitch that you think you're being, or right. you might not be, um, you might not be looking as soft as you think you're projecting. Right. Or they're not the person that you're vented to isn't even looking at you. Like you're the person that you're vented to might genuinely be like, damn, you're hurt. I need to help you. But you in fact are holding back because you don't want to come across a certain way because you want them to feel a certain way about you. You know what right. I mean? It's crazy, man. Like when it comes to emotion in the man world, Shit is complex. And I don't think a lot of people realize that shit. A lot of people don't really talk about it. I don't hear it often, at least. Right. Especially when it comes to vulnerability, because vulnerability is almost like a weapon against guys, right? If we show our, if we're vulnerable to other people, people can almost weaponize that against us. Like, right. I might tell you something in a, in a moment of confidence. And then when it later on, it comes up in an argument. Now you're using that against me and being like, oh, well, you're just being emotional. Cause I remember this one time you were emotional and mm-hmm. you were telling me about it. Like, People weaponize that against people. And I've had, I've had that happen to me where I tell somebody something and then we're arguing about something and they bring that up. And I'm like, this doesn't even have anything to do with what we're talking about. Bro, me and Taylor, we don't even argue like that. You know what I mean? But if we were to get an argument and she were to say that I'm being emotional, which she's never done before. But if she has, if she's said that, that would trigger the fuck out of me. Same. Like it would really trigger me where it's like, I'm telling you how I feel. I'm not allowed to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whether or not you agree with how I feel, it should, we should, this should be a, a safe space for us to say how we feel because a lot of times people don't even know that you feel that way until you express it. And with guys, like we just repress those emotions because we don't want to come off looking a certain way. We like, we don't want to look like the overly emotional person. And usually it comes out in a bad way. Like I'll give myself, for example, right. I couldn't process emotions good when I was a kid. So I would just let it all just pile itself onto me until it came out in an outburst or in a, in a way that wasn't healthy for my mental state or for the people around me. Like it would, it would turn into something where it was overblown because I had been holding so much stuff in. But like, I think as you get older too, you find outlets so that you're not, you can figure out other ways to get out those emotions without having to go to somebody. But it sucks that we have to find these outlets instead of just being able to talk to our friends about like what's going on in our lives. Like, you are a good example. Like I could talk to you about anything because we've been friends for how long. And I know that whatever I say to you, I won't be judged on, but other people, like there's other friends that you you'd expect you want to, that would be there for you. But then when you go and say some stuff to them, like I said, they might use it against you. They might call you weak. They might call you a bitch. They might change their whole perception on you just because in, the, in one moment you're showing vulnerability for whatever reason. It really does take a very specific type of trust for you to even be considered like for me to consider being vulnerable with somebody like, like what you say, like I could tell you like some shit that I probably wouldn't tell the next friend. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. But you've never done me dirty either. So like you've proved that. That's true. That's yeah. Huge. And that, I think that's what guys is. It takes a long time. Like a lot of guys have friends and acquaintances, but there's not like, as you get older, those acquaintances and friends weed themselves out because you don't have the the connection is not there. Like, we have a good connection as friends because we're able to be open with each other and tell each other everything, but not everybody's like that. So it's like, it just kind of the, over time it loses its value. Cause it's like, I can't even be quote unquote real in front of you. I can't even demonstrate who the real me is because I, I'm expected to act in a certain way that society or you guys deem as appropriate. Mm-hmm. I do think it's interesting though. Like when you do show like some sort of 
um, realness when it comes to vulnerability around people that's not like your tight circle. And I don't know, um, let's say that they take it away and like they try to make fun of you, but you own up to it. Like, yeah, that's how I fucking feel. Then they yeah. kind of get shut back like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? Like, okay, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I don't even know why I said that to you. My bad. You know what I mean? I yeah. think that that's like when you asked me the question in the beginning about, you know, how am I supposed to raise my son in an overly masculine world? It's more like I need to tell him like he needs to own his vulnerabilities. Like you do, because if someone does use that against you, what are you going to do? You're just going to be caught off guard and not even know that you feel that way about yourself. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that's a, then that's going to have you second guessing how you feel. Right. Don't let someone else dictate how you're supposed to feel about your vulnerabilities. Like you need to know that you feel vulnerable about this. Why do you feel like this? Okay. Accept it. Th- this is what it is. You know what I mean, now keep mm-hmm. it pushing. So if someone ever use that against you, or if you just start feeling a way about your own self, like, you know, you already know yourself, you know? Yeah. That's really just yeah. what I want to get out of it. Just, I just want them to know themselves. That's all. Yeah. Then that's perfect. Like, I think a lot of times, like, people get confused about like who they are, who they want to be because so many times we get caught up in wanting to portray a certain image, even if that's not truly who we are. Mm-hmm. Like, but like with the over masculinity thing, like people will give the image that they're tough and that they're, they're ready. It's on site or whatever, just because that's what society has told us that we need to be as men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was just interesting to hear because they were talking about Chad Johnson losing his mom too. And like, he was like crying on this podcast. And I was like, it was like, to me that that was such a great moment because it almost felt like he had nobody to go tell what was going on with him. Like I can only imagine holding so much of that pain inside. Right. Also think about it like this. Like if you're a minority in the United States, you already have to be tough. Right. You already have to put on a face everywhere you go because you know, you can get it from any buddy anywhere you know what i mean and this is not designed for you so you got to be tough already type shit so you're already holding in all that shit then you have all these um other emotions when it comes to your personal life then you have these other emotions when it comes to whatever and whatever whatever so all that shit on top of just navigating through life as a colored person like you're holding in a lot of shit man for sure and I think a lot of that's a lot of the reason why things get blown out of proportion between guys too. It's like, we're so prideful and have so much ego, like even the smallest of thing can turn into so much bigger just because we can't say, Hey, you know, I didn't, I don't fuck with what you were doing on this. Mm-hmm. Instead it's, I automatically, we automatically got to go into contention with each other. We can't just sit there and be like, Hey, I didn't like the way you were doing this or you, I didn't, you didn't like the way I was doing this and try to figure it out. Instead it's like, Oh, we need to go straight head to head now. Yeah. 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 So not to say don't just don't be just going around crying everywhere, but you know, it's okay to, it's okay to show emotion sometimes. It's okay to stick, like stick up for yourself or to, to express how you're feeling towards people. Because then again, too, like people might not know how you feel unless you tell them how you feel, you know, they might just assume everything's cool because you've kept a cool demeanor for so long. Right. And also a little bit to go off that um, sometimes speaking vulnerable is a power in itself because it's, commands attention you know what i mean if you say it right which i mean it's weird to even say you need to talk about your vulnerabilities in the right way but it you know that is what it yeah. is well yeah drake's made six albums of it so it's <laughs> fact <laughs> talking about his vulnerabilities so coming up on certified lover boy if that's not a vulnerable fucking title yeah yeah i'm excited this is um you know shout outs yeah you got any shout outs this week 
Yeah, man, I do have a shout out this week. Yeah, uh, the one week that I didn't have one prepared, <laughs> you have one prepared, but I have one now in my head as we're going on. Okay. Well, this one is for um for a Florida police officer. Okay. Yeah. Um Master Patrol Officer Jesse Madison. Madsen. So he died a few weeks ago driving um his car into an oncoming car that was driving on the wrong side of the road. So drove into them, sacrificed himself to get, you know, to collide into that car to stop him from hurting anybody else, killed himself in the process. So that's some hero shit, man. That's some super superhero shit. Like that's yeah. some that's literally the ultimate sacrifice you can make is giving up your life for this somebody else's. Yeah. Yeah. So that's crazy. Shout out to him. Yeah. Rest in peace. Um, and also condolences to his family and, you know, his friends and everybody. Yeah. That's pretty sad. Um, my only shout out this week was just going to be for the Asian community. Um, you know, a lot of crazy shit going on with them. And um, I'm just happy that awareness is being brought to, to what's going on within that community. And like I said earlier, I hope that we can make some changes to better protect them. But I guess at the end of the day, we need to all be protective of one another. Like at the end of the day, you know, we're all from different places. We all come from different backgrounds, ethnicities, and all of that. And we all have to protect ourselves from these cowards that continue to do this shit. Yeah. So. Yeah. So shout out to them. Um, I did have a new closing for us, actually. Damn. I forgot. So my new only fans is, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, what I was trying, what I was going to say is, uh, of course, this is episode 72 of the no structure podcast where ironically enough, having no structure is still having a structure. And if you want to listen to us, Google podcasts, Apple podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, you can watch us on YouTube, nostructurepodcast.com. Of course, easiest place to find all of our stuff. Um, social media is on there, past episodes, everything. So, yeah, if you like what, like what's, what we're saying, what we're doing, definitely show us some support. And we appreciate everybody for always continuing to listen to us. Thank you.